We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Yes, you do. It's 9.03. It's a Tuesday morning. Let's rock and roll, everybody. Glad to have you back with us. Glad to get all this daggone rain out of here for a while. Looks like a gorgeous week going ahead. All of our local meteorologists agree on the forecast for the next seven days. It's going to be gorgeous. Even Team 980 staff meteorologists Kevin Sheehan and Pete Medhurst agree. It's going to be a very nice week. Unfortunately for Washington, Sunday in 85 here, not where they're playing. They're going to be in Detroit taking on the Detroit Lions in game two of 17 tasty morsels that we get during the course of this NFL season. And for all of the times over the last couple of years we've taken Ron Revere and his coaching staff to task, well, the weather and the, and the, and the grass is not always greener on the other side. We'll tell you why coming up here in just a moment. Russell's on the other side of the board. Maddie's in the other room. When you call, please say hello to him, 301-230-0980. Russell, good morning. Good morning, uh, Pete. How are you, Maddie? Uh, everyone out there, I am. Um, I am weirdly fired up this morning. Uh, like, all right, let me let me let me back up. Right. So last night, I remember at about roughly nine forty-five, ten o'clock, uh, as I'm doing my first down breakdown uh, during the Monday night first football game of the Commanders win over the Jaguars. And I'm trying to detail my notes, right. Trying to look for trends and stuff like that. You know, little interesting, rich and creamy McNuggets to bring to the show. Right. While watching the Monday night game, then I realized, Oh, beep. I forgot Rick Snyder, who is the boss of my third job, Command Post Magazine, available via subscription to all you Commandalorians out there. <clears throat> you can take command of your digital and print needs at Take Command. Or I should say at the Command Post. Get it right. Take Command was yesterday's thing. <laughs> there, there we go. There we go. I like it, Matt. I like it. I like the bit. Um, I might be the only one that likes the bit, but I like the bit. I, uh, I, I, I may have sent that picture to a couple of high-end people in the organization just to show them that we actually do like them and we want them to win and all that stuff, and they were, they were pleased about that. Uh, they were pleased. I, I might have been kissing up to them. But anyway, I forgot that I had 2,000 words of Commander Dribble today that Rick had reminded me of at lunch on Sunday before the game. So all of a sudden I was like, 
hard reverse, I had to stop doing like the extra detailed preparation that I was trying to do for the show, the study, the analytical study, the breakdown. So we had something cool to talk about. And I had to start writing 1,200 words and then 800 words. I haven't gotten to the 800 yet. I did the 1,200, Pete. Pete, 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 Pete. I did the 1,200 words on the unsung heroes, the reserves, the guys that don't always get the shine, the non-starter types, if you will, that are the glue, the key components of this commander's roster. So I did 1,200 words last night during the second half and then after the game during the postgame on just that. But that was... While that was disappointing that I had to kind of break away from what I wanted to do, which was, again, crunch down the first and third down numbers for the commanders in the win, watching that game, and again, I, I, I wasn't watching every single snap, but it was on right in front of me. That was, as again, going with the fitting theme of, of week one, which was freaking crazy and wild. That was, I don't want to say the wildest Monday night game ever. Of course it wasn't, but that was a... I mean, you want to talk about twists and turns and and weird drama and weird decisions and crazy-ass things that you are not – I mean, first of all, who would have thought Geno Smith would go 17 of 18 in the first half? Who? And then who would have basically thought that the Broncos would fumble twice inside the two-yard line? Who? Not to mention before we got to the final sequence, and that was all after the big early storyline, which was – Russell Wilson booed mercifully or mercilessly, mercilessly, right? Mercilessly, I think is the word I'm looking for. Lustily. Lustily Lustily would have been the word I would have chosen and kept it. uh, When I think of of lust, I think of something else in my mind. So, you know, that's a beloved figure, a person that they have loved for a long time. But. When that person then goes to another lover and leaves your lover's den, those people are lustfully booing you because they're displeasure. Heartily booing. How about that? Something like that. You know, that. Listen, I don't know about you. Um, You want to start at the back end or do you want to start at that end? With Russ getting booed. <laughs> uh, I set you up on that. It's an interesting I, place to start, but I, if that's uh, where, you know, where it takes you, um, you know, you just have to go with the flow. Yeah. Um, look, let, 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 let's start there. Um, I, Nathaniel Hackett, yeah. like Scott Turner, uh-huh. uh, comes from, you know, coaching pedigree a father that has been a tremendous offensive uh, mind as part of the, you know, game of football. But when these when when guys like Nathaniel, Kyle Shanahan, all these other guys get to be a head coach, all of a sudden the training wheels are off. You have to make big boy decisions. And in this case last night, I was very I was very disappointed for a guy that has been a, look, if this is Vic Fangio, I understand Vic taking the conservative route and saying, oh, no, I think my kicker's good from 64. He hit from 66 in pregame. I think I can do this. I don't like fourth and five. Okay, this is Nathaniel Hackett. This is an offensive guy. This is a guy that's supposed to, you know, I mean, look, you you went out, you, you, you extended with a ton of cash, a guy 
that in situations like this, you expect to come through for you. You're an offensive guru. Let your quarterback that this wasn't as I tweeted last night. He didn't have Russell Mania quarterback. He had Russell Wilson. Okay? He had Russell Wilson. He didn't have Russell Gage at quarterback. He had Russell Wilson. He didn't have my guy harness racing driver Donnie Russell. He had Russell Wilson. And he chose to send Brandon McManus. And yes, I understand. If the kick is two feet to the right, it's good. Barely, but it's good. And he looks like a freaking genius. But if that kick is from 55, that kick is also good. Because it was that last nine yards, it kind of continued to draw and drift. And Denver leaves Seattle with an L. And when you're competing in the AFC West, you can't leave Seattle with an L. You can't. And they did. Keep that game in mind. If they miss the playoffs by one game later on this year, remember losing in Seattle on opening night when they made more mistakes as a team and a coaching staff than you can shake a stick at. But as we often as we often say, just because you get Russell Wilson doesn't guarantee victory. And last night, that Denver offense looked like it's still got a ways to go despite talented people. That's the thing, Chris. They got talented people, man. Sutton, Judy, two running backs that can 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 get yardage for you uh, as NFL backs. But credit Pete Carroll in Seattle last night. And I'll tell you what, I, I only hope to be alive at 61, let alone 71. I hope I am as spry as Pete Carroll is. Not to mention Pete Carroll doesn't look at doesn't look seventy one at all. No, Pete Carroll looks like he's about fifty eight. Yeah, he so, he's always carried himself as a younger good man, for him, though, than, man than his actual good for age. him and good for Seattle. I mean, the only people in the building last night that thought they were going to win were the people in their locker room. Yep, and they went out and got it done. I mean, that's that's the beauty of the NFL, man. Everybody's a professional. Yeah, and you still got to go play the game. All right, so let's let let let's unpack. I, you know, a couple of things here. First of all, let's start with this, right? We both agree that McManus 64 yard field goal, even with a strong leg, and he's got a killer leg, not, not in Denver with the elevation and the, and, and the mile high altitude, mm-hmm. which can often push distance, even though he had the distance, as you pointed if it, I don't even know if it needed to be a foot or two wide, uh, you know, the other way. I mean, to me, it looked like it missed by less than six inches, but maybe I saw it wrong. I mean, literally right outside the post. Okay. So, again, would we, we would both agree that asking your kicker, who is, again, a capable enough leg, who doesn't have a great history of success – from 60-plus, not that any field goal kicker or any place kicker does. It is a high, high, high-risk, low-reward kick and decision. That kicking a 64-yarder on the road to win a game is not a mathematically smart, safe, sound, um, common-sense decision, right? Whether it's a bad decision or not, Again, a lot of people think it's a terrible decision, awful. Nathaniel Hackett should be fired this morning. I'm not that stupid. I'm not going there. But it, it, we would both agree, right, that it was not the smartest decision in the world. And it, and statistically, and just common sense, asking your kicker again, 64 yards on the road, not at mile high elevation, as Kevin was just talking about. Um, 
You yeah, know, with, Denver's with Denton, 50, I mean, Denver's fifty two hundred feet. Seattle's one hundred and seventy. Right, right, and and Denton <laughs> had that that information, so I'm going to give him credit. I don't know if you had it as well. Uh, whatever. That yeah, again, common well. sense wise, that did not make sense. Okay, let let's start there. We both agree with that, right? Oh yeah. Okay. One hundred percent. Now, here's the question for me: Is Everyone that is saying, oh, you spent $200-plus dollars on Russell Wilson, you traded Noah Fant, you traded uh, uh, Shelby Harris, you traded multiple uh, picks and whatever, you have no choice but to go for it on fourth and five with Russell Wilson. And I would say this. Now, this is just me. That, yes, I do believe you had a choice. I don't believe... Fourth and five was a no-brainer based on the Russell Wilson that I saw last night, even though he threw for over 300 yards, even though he wasn't bad, there were plenty of things that went to rye for the Denver Bronco offense. And I'm not just talking about the two fumbles inside the two-yard line. I'm talking about in terms of false starts. I'm talking about in terms of delay of games. I'm talking about everything that – Russell Wilson and the and the Broncos offense endured last night. I don't think fourth and five is an automatic decision like, oh, you have to go for it just because you traded for Russell Wilson. What's the higher percentage play? Achieving fourth and five with Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton, two running backs that you could swing it out to and possibly get five yards, or Brandon McManus from 64? Again, I would agree with you. I know where you're going with that question. I would agree with you that the higher percentage chance, probability, is Russell Wilson or trying to run the offensive play. I would agree with that. But what I'm, I guess what I'm trying to get at, maybe it's a matter of semantics, I don't think it's a no-brainer, like you don't even consider – not going for it on fourth not and five. Only did he Should not you consider have? going for it? I think by the fact that they ran the clock down the way they did, I think I think Hackett had it in his mind that his kicker had convinced him he could make it from that distance and he was going to kick it from that distance. I, I don't know about that because they were up at the line of scrimmage getting ready to run that play. And they let 30 seconds and, right, and they, off the that's clock. That's one thing. I think I think, yes, McManus or the special teams coordinator sort of convinced him because otherwise you you now, to your point, right, You, you, if you take the timeout immediately and then you trot out McManus and he does make the kick, then you still have to play defense and kill off roughly 35, 40 seconds, no, right? My point is, my point is, they, I think Hackett had already decided that they were going to kick and that's why they let the clock run down. If they're go- If their whole intention is to go for it. But why are they at the line of scrimmage then? And why was there so much chaos – like they were lining up to go for it, because and he's then got, remember, during- Chris, he's got a guy in his ear telling him, "Hold on, hold on, wait, hold on. We're just going to run this down." I mean, that 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 communication's going on in yeah, his but ear what, too. But but what? Why would you? Okay, and maybe I'm missing something here. So you tell me. If you were planning on going for it, you could just call timeout. Go decide. Go sit there on the sideline and talk about it, and what play you're going to run for fourth and five. Right, but maybe you're trying not to give the Seahawks that opportunity. Is yeah, but, is 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 right, what I'm saying, but Chris? Even if you achieve the fourth, even if you get the fourth and five after that, you're still going to be able to run the clock down and and and, and either spike it, right. or call timeout. Well, so if they if they run the fourth and five, okay, and get it. 
and don't say take a timeout right away, but say take a timeout, they, I don't know, still, moderately in between. If they get the and five and a guy stays in bounds, they're still able to run the clock down and do what they want. Seattle, Seattle could have had a timeout if they needed it, but, I mean, it, the fact remains is they could have, if they complete a pass in bounds, they can still run the clock down to achieve what you're talking about and then kick the field goal and have little time remaining. Yes, for but Seattle. but I'm, what I'm trying to I'm, what I'm trying to do is is try and get inside the guessing game for the Broncos coaching staff, and, and and I guess what I'm saying is I saw them line up potentially to go for the fourth and five, and then all that time expires, and then all of a sudden at the end, and I'm sure during all this they're like, no 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 no, we can go for it. It's at the 64, uh, 64 wide left. Uh, you have left hash. This is what he did during pregame. The special teams coordinators yelling, that, you screaming. Know that. The they, quali- they know that already. They oh, know that already before they even get. I understand that. that, but 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 like when you're a head coach, you're not you're not always thinking of every possible scenario, and you're like. Wait a second. You've got to be reminded, hey, remember, he's good from 64 left in pregame in this stadium kicking in this direction. Like, you can't remember all that stuff if you're Nathaniel Hackett after calling an entire game, managing an ent- – I, I, I don't think you can. Uh, maybe you can, but I don't think you can. What I, I, I Again, maybe I'm missing something here. I think there was indecision because I think originally he was planning on going for it, on planning on trying to convert the fourth and five and got talked out of it. You see it a different way. You see it as they were going to kick no matter what, and they were just trying to dwindle down the clock. Okay, I understand that. I don't know if we got a clear answer to that based on anything I heard in the postgame. Hackett wasn't really forthcoming completely. Uh, City would basically do that again, that decision again. Russell Wilson, of course, uh, Mr. Hollywood Diva over there, uh, of course, took had his coaches back publicly, didn't say anything wrong, uh, didn't say, no, 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 we should have gone for it, what have you. So I guess we'll never know. But ultimately, it did look like they were – thinking that they were going to go for it when they originally lined up with, let me see here, after the after the nine-yard completion to Javante Williams, okay, which that play was run at 111 when it started, okay, and they did not take the timeout until 20 seconds left. So there was a 51-second gap from the time the play started, the previous play, until when Denver actually called a timeout. And the reason why it's 51 seconds is because the play obviously unfolds. So it's not all that time just sitting around trying to make a decision. The play unfolds, and it's a nine-yard little screen left to Javante Williams on third and 14. Again, third and 14. He's thinking, in my opinion, wait a second, I'm trying to get 10, 11, 12 yards here. Maybe I can get more, but I'm trying to get a shorter fourth down conversion. I'm thinking Nathaniel Hackett is already in his mind, two plays ahead, thinking, hey, if I can get 8, 9, 10, what have you here, I'm going to go for it on fourth down. And then when he gets 9 and they get to the six, the the marker uh, that basically is uh, the 46-yard line, right, which is the, like – the the number that you had to get to, I guess, based on their pregame testing, he's like, oh, 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 yeah, that's right. We're, th- this hash mark, this distance, the only what, whatever. Way, the only way to defend this is to look at it from this perspective. If you don't get the fourth and five, you lose. At least if you let him kick it, you do give yourself a chance to get the game-winning points if you feel he has the leg in that situation. That's the only way. The kick 
has a positive, you know, a small positive percentage if he makes it from 64, you win the game. Of a conclusionary result. Whereas you're saying if, he, if, if they, they go- miss on the fourth and five, if it's incomplete or it gets tackled short of the marker, game's over anyway. Right, what about what about this theory? Just to counter off of that, you're right. I agree with you. Does that probability and of taking the lead if you make it, and probably winning the game with you know again 15 seconds left or whatever, does that outweigh the benefits of going for it on fourth and five, and converting on fourth and five after after you've already let 35 plus seconds off the clock see here's my problem again when they initially line up pete and don't take the time out there's 45 plus seconds left on the clock somewhere in that range maybe 50 seconds i'd have to go back and double check if you convert on fourth and five after draining the clock you you had you don't have the time to unless you hit a big play to go another forty five or fifty yards. Again, we're not talking about five yards here that they need only. We're talking about a fourth and five, but you still have to go half the field when you waste all of that time. Okay, have, what do you mean you got to go half the field? Because the guy missed wide left by no, no, six no, inches from sixty four. No, if you go for it on fourth and five, if you go for it on fourth and five from the Seattle forty six, which is the line of scrimmage, and you convert, you still have to go not half the field, but forty yards, say roughly thirty eight yards or whatever. If you're the Broncos. When you make that fourth down and five conversion, it's not like game over, you win if you make the fourth and five is what I'm saying. To your point, if you kick the field goal, it's not game over, but now you're in the lead. If you go for it on fourth and five from the 46, yes, while theoretically that might have a great... The objective there is to only shorten the distance for your field goal kicker. I mean, at 50 seconds, at 50 seconds, if you get up to the line and make it, Yes, you have time to get further down the field. Right. But I see what you're saying. Okay. The objective is to simply shorten the distance for your field goal kicker so he's kicking from 50 or 55 instead of 64. If it's a 50 or 55-yard kick, that thing is good. Oh, okay. I, 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 see what, I see what you're saying there. Um, let, let me talk myself around this <laughs> real quickly. So what you're saying is by going for it on fourth and five, your object is is not to keep the possession going and to try and score a touchdown or whatever and to have to go the rest of the field. It's just simply to get McManus yes, in a better spot. Your guy has a rocket launcher for a leg as it is. Okay. You're just trying to get him to 50. Okay, so now you have Anything to make – Anything inside of 50 at that point is gravy. Now you, you have to make – You've mismanaged it by blowing 30 seconds off the clock. Okay, but now you have to make two correct decisions in that particular spot, right? You've got to go for it on fourth and five. You've got to execute it. And then whatever other plays you run in between, then maybe it's just kneel down maybe it's just centering, whatever the case might be, you have to then make the decision, okay, we're going to go for the field goal from whatever distance. Whereas he might be saying, okay, with McManus from 64, again, talked into it because now we're at that magic marker number, I only got to make one decision here. One decision has to go right Right. as opposed to multiple decisions. At least I'm giving, like I said, the only way to defend it is you realize if you don't get the fourth and five, the game is over. At least if you give your your kicker a chance to make an offensive play that results in points, that's a, at least giving yourself a chance to win the game. That's the only way you can defend the way they handled that at all. 
where the the biggest mismanagement was just giving away 30 seconds there of potential chaos. I would agree. And looking disorganized. I would agree. When that that can't happen. If they take the timeout right away after the completion of that third down play, it's less chaotic. Everybody is settled down. You get the conversion, and then even if you have to make either Seattle call the timeout they had, mm-hmm. or you just let the clock wind down, spike it. Maybe they thought Seattle would do that, though. Maybe which that's why they didn't which take is, the timeout. Which out. is fine. Go ahead, take the timeout. I still have time to center the ball up, spike the ball, whatever, and give my guy a chance if I stop the clock back at 50 seconds. I mean, I, I, there's the, the mismanagement, the just giving away of 30 seconds on the clock there. And then all of a sudden having to make a panic decision as the clock is running out to take a timeout and then eventually uh, deciding I'm going to kick. I think he knew he was going to kick ahead of that. Again, I disagree with that com- that part of it. Then why did he give away 30 seconds on the clock? Call because, timeout. Be, because Call he was convinced, because he's convinced to kick instead of going for it. He was talked into kicking when they got to that magic number. I don't know about that. I, I think he looked at it like, look, at least if I let my guy kick it, I'm giving myself a chance to win. If I don't get the fourth and five, then I I have no chance. If my guy can get it there, look, I mean, two, he's Chris, he's he's a yard and a half away from making Hackett look like a genius. Okay, but that's the only way you justify it. You give you call timeout at fifty seconds. You settle everybody down. You get your offensive staff in your headset. You get Russell over there on the sideline. Hey, what's worked tonight that you think gets us five yards here? Let's call that play. Let's then put the onus on Seattle either to call timeout or we'll get the first down, run this thing down, and then we kick the field goal. I mean, that, that's that, that, that's how you handle that. That to me, that that's that's not that's a but that's a rookie head coach in a in a big moment, you know, kind of hitting the panic meter there. You know, watching the clock wind down. What do we do? What do we do? I, I'd love to have heard, you know. Like when NASCAR lets you hear the headsets and everything like that, and then they play that audio, I'd love to hear the audio on the Broncos' headsets while that clock yeah, is th- running that's, down there. That's never going to get released. All right, here's the here's the question. If you were Nathaniel Hackett, was there any other choice other than going for it on fourth and five in your mind? 301-230-0980, 301-230-0980. Did he fail completely, 100%, in not letting us cook? And what did they take last night, Chris? What did, what, they, what did they take? Did they get did they did they get a hail to the W or did they get an oh, L? Oh, they, they took an L. They took an L. So he failed. Okay. But, a real but simple I mean, you me. could you could have lost by going for it on fourth and five as well, as we Good. just discussed. Yeah, absolutely. So was there any other decision, I think is the best question to ask, any other decision to make other than going for it on fourth and five with Russell Wilson? One, 301-230-0980. And then the other one, and we, we're going to get into this on the other side, uh, and you, again, you can start calling in now, 301-230-0980. The other one is, were the Seattle Seahawks, the Twelves, the Matt K, the fighting Drabbies, were they wrong or were they justified in booing the hell out of Russell Wilson? Pete, my thoughts on that coming up next. 301-230-0980. We'll get into the commanders in touchdown at 10. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. 
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Trick responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Import, Chicago, Illinois. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. get your feedback here in just a second it's at uh take me as i am i think is the lead up from this song last night as i'm watching the game i am vegging out on ann and nancy wilson doing led zeppelin at the kennedy center honors thing on youtube oh that is a great spectacular spectacular great kennedy center honors yeah, i know my, exactly my, what my you're guys up there in the in the yep. you know my guys up there in the box like you know stadler and what was the other dude from the muppets uh they, they're sitting up in that balcony up there i thought my led zeppelin guys were getting ready to cry up there with uh, you hadn't seen that before i, I had oh, i okay. just I, I came across it again mm-hmm. and it was like i went there and i went billy joel i went journey I went. I pulled up a, a old Chuck Brown local video. Uh, it was just I was just sitting there vegging, watching, you know, the Monday Night Football game. I, I lowered the volume on Buck and Aikman there for a, a little while, and I was just uh, watching the uh, watching videos. By the way, my daughter with a great line last night, innocent fourteen year old, Dad, if they asked you to do Monday Night Football, would you do it? <laughs> I mean, I said, you, Kelly, if they, if ESPN wanted me to do Tuesday night football I was, in Toledo, I was, I was I'm say, in. <laughs> I mean, I was going to say, you'd do Tuesday night in Saskatchewan. Yeah. Yes, that's what I thought. Chris, that's what I said driving in this morning. I said, if they wanted me to do it in Saskatchewan, that's exactly what I there said. You, you know me. Yes. Look at that. Russell knows his co-host. I like it. He pays attention. Send me to British I mean, Columbia. Of course, it would have to be the Edmonton uh, Esk- uh, Edmonton what, what the hell? Elks. Elks, whatever the hell they're called now. Sorry. Uh in Saskatchewan in order to get you really lathered up. Give me a little but, Toronto Argos. I think that's where Brandon uh, Brandon Banks, yeah. the former Washington footballer, I, is now you know applying what? his I trade. gotta double check this, but I think I might I think I might know somebody that represents one of the Edmonton Elks players. Mm. And we gotta get that guy. Is it the Elks again? Elks. Yes. Elks. They changed their name God. from Eskimos to Elks. I'm just like in my mind, I know why we just talked about this, and I'm like, wait, it's the es- is they, they, I, no, Elks. The same time Washington dropped uh, right. Redskins, they dropped. And Guardians went yeah. to or Indians went to Guardians. Uh, if I can, if I can make it happen, do you want to talk to an Elks player? Oh, I'd love that. You think CK would like that? I don't care what CK <laughs> thinks. It's our show. It's our show. I think we. CK would like that. 
<laughs> I just could be you wrong know. on that. But anyway, um, um, all right. So, so again, going back to the final decision, was there any decision to make? It, can you make an argument that McManus, strong leg, and obviously they had the pregame data that n- none of us had, right? Mm-hmm. Can you make the argument that one correct decision is better than having to make two correct decisions or with all of the struggles that they – what if, what if on fourth and five you're planning on going for it, which I think they were, then got talked out of it, hence the indecision. No, see, what if what if you take a false start or a delay I of game understand. in that situation and then you have no choice but to go for it understand. and now it's fourth and ten versus fourth and five. See, this is what all the knuckleheads look, out there are not look, thinking about. Analytically, they're all low risks. I mean, uh, they're they're all low percentage scenarios. Yeah. Okay? I mean, the, the, the analytically, we can get into all the analytical guard. They're all low percentage scenarios, but you're trying to win the freaking football game. Right. And and now, because you've mismanaged 30 seconds off the clock, you've just given 30 seconds away, you've now taken options off of the table. Okay? You're Now you're in real panic mode at that point. And, and you, know, you know Brandon praying McManus can make it from 64. But again, it's a low percentage kick. In that situation. So ultimately, you know, by giving away that 30 seconds, you've taken that decision out of play almost. Right. So, but, he, but even if, uh, again, not to, not to, this is not the same thing as a commander's decision. Uh, like no, Ron Rivera this made this. This is an either or. This is an either or. Right. At 50 seconds, I understand we're that. Either, but I'm Pete, either going for it on fourth and five. And I'm calling timeout, and right. I'm bringing my quarterback to the sideline. Or who's you're, won, or who's you're won calling timeout st- and still kicking okay. the field goal. This is Russell freaking Wilson. Okay. okay, are you? Are if you're go if you're if to counter what you said, you said they were going to go field goal all along. Are you still taking the timeout at 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 that juncture? To make sure that you have the right decision, or are you letting the no, clock go? If I'm, right. If I, it, that's why I said I think he was already he okay. was kicking no matter what. That's why he Be, let the clock by letting the down. clock go. Okay. So if there's any decision about if there's any indecision about whether you want to go for it or not, you call timeout at 50 seconds. You bring your freaking all pro high price quarterback to the sideline and say, Russ, what have we done tonight in situation this down and distance that you feel most comfortable with? Because we have Cortland Sutton. We have Jerry Judy. We have multiple great tight ends. We have th- two two tight ends at least. Albert O. Albert O's been making plays yeah. all over the field. I mean, Javante okay. Williams outside of the fumble I at can, the goal line is, can, is awesome in no those question. little flat routes. I can throw it to Williams out there. I got options. I'm not it's not like I'm some impotent offensive team. Okay, that's why I think they lined up to go for it. And then he talked himself or he got talked out of it. Now he won't admit that. But that's what I'm saying. They were loosely lined right. up to but go Chris, for it. If you're the head coach and you know you're gonna, you're planning on going for it, call the timeout at 50 seconds. But then you're giving Pete Carroll a Who chance cares? to rest and I'm counter. Giving myself, I'm giving myself a chance to settle down a chaotic situation, and I'm giving myself a cushion that if my guy gets tackled in bounds, that I've got plenty of time still to determine what I'm going to do after that and after I get the first down. I don't care how much time I, I give Pete Carroll and Geno Smith at that point. My objective is to get enough points where I'm ahead of the Seattle Seahawks at that point. How much time I leave on the clock is irrelevant. I, I would, irrelevant. I would agree with you normally, but there are so many people out there that think the amount of time that you the leave on the clock. Is, 
The even against Geno Smith. The objective is no matter what, get the points on the freaking scoreboard that put you ahead in the game at that point. I would agree that's with your that, responsibility. But, but, but that's not how everyone else operates. Everyone else operates right. like the time left okay. on the clock is more important than the points. Remember what happened in Buffalo, Kansas City? As, oh, how yeah, could you do But that's Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes firing back at each other. I know it's different with Geno Smith. I got it. I, I understand. Mean, I mean, I got that guy's got maybe I mean, look, Lockett and, and Metcalf are okay, but my defense has played okay against them in the second half. They, they, it wasn't like the first half where Denver's defense looked like it had no idea what was going on. Let's go to Leon. Leon's got a good angle on this. Leon, you're up first this morning. What's up, buddy? How y'all doing? Good, man. What up, Leon? I uh, I think um, y'all missing the point. Uh, Nathaniel Hackett, this is his normal decision-making. We forget that he was also the offensive coordinator who took the ball out of Aaron Rodgers' hands on the on at the five yard line and decided to Hell kick of a, a point. field goal in an NFC Championship game? That's a great. So point. this is a decision that he's made previously. Wait, 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 so wait, 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 wait! But that was Matt Lafleur's decision, not Nathaniel Hackett's decision, right? You're the offensive coordinator. Yeah, you're going to fight for your starting quarterback, mm-hmm. who is Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. to on a on a five yard line. With on the four, with the fourth down, you're going to put the, the ball in his hand. But what but what if what if, what if Hackett did what if Hackett did fight for it and was just overruled? I, I mean, we don't know the dynamics, do we? That's a possibility, but he still was a part of that history making decision. That's fair. That's fair. So he and he has the history of even if he was under the floor, the floor and the floor did made that decision, he took his direction from somewhere. Leon, it's a perceptive point, buddy. Appreciate the call. I mean, Thank I, you, I, I think it's a, a, again that that's a that is an a, that is a decision that Hackett experienced, and he figured, hey, Matt Lafleur went thirteen and three. Okay, I'll go along with this same decision. I'll take the ball out of Russ Wilson's hand. I got to be honest with you, the thought of going for it on fourth and five with forty-five seconds left, fifty seconds left after a timeout, before a timeout, what have you, in Seattle against those fans where I've had false start of Palooza all night, delay of games, all sorts of problems Dude, they had is seven not exactly penalties. comforting to me. They had seven penalties by the middle of the second quarter. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I've been in that stadium just once before Seattle was really good and it was really loud. I can't imagine what it's like now. And I know they're not really good right now, but much like every fan base, week one, you're throaty. You think your team has some sort of chance. Hey, get off to a good start. You never know what can happen in this crazy-ass league. I'm telling you, I think Hackett, again, was th- wanted to go for it, was thinking about going for it, got talked out of it. But also, part of the reason why he gets talked out of it is, again, if you have a false start or a delay a game on fourth and five, regardless of whether you use the timeout or not, trying to get everybody organized, shifts, this, that, and the other thing, read coverage call all that stuff if you take a delay of game or a false start which again happened happened in that game happens all the time in that stadium pete then you're screwed because fourth and i mean if fourth and five is low percentage what the hell is fourth and ten 301-230-0980 tough coaching decisions man they gotta be made and the good ones know how to make them without panic seemingly and nathaniel hackett in his first game as a head coach last night seemed to do just that panic in that situation. Your thoughts on it at 301-230-0980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Chris is here with What's Trending. 
All right, here's a number that might justify Pete's side of the argument, as opposed to certainly mine, and leaving some wiggle room for Nathaniel Hackett after Britt McManus's uh, late miss last night. NFL kickers, according to ESPN Stats and Info, since 1960, while attempting a field goal of 64-plus yards, have only made it 4.8% of the time. Two of 42 Two of 42. ESPN also points out teams to go for it on exactly fourth and five converted 49% of the time last year, 22 of 45. The Seahawks win the season opener on Monday night. Football, Aikman, Buck, Peyton, Eli, all the controversy. Russell Wilson booed. We're going to get to that coming up here on Russell and Medhurst. If you missed a feisty opening to the show, hit the Odyssey rerun on the Team 980. Commanders signed Donovan Jeter, undrafted defensive tackle, to help fill the void of Fedarian Mathis, whose season is over. He's on injured reserve. Meniscus surgery coming up. After the week one win against Jacksonville, it's on to Detroit after a player's day off today. And the team will get back at it on the field tomorrow afternoon. And that's what's trending. Perhaps some encouragement for Cowboys fans. We'll get into that at touchdown at 10. Pass that along to you. We'll see if it affects Washington, ironically enough, within that timetable because the Commanders played Dallas uh, the fourth game of the season. 312-300-980. Streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. Talking Monday Night Football. Jeff's on the line. What's up, Jeff? Hey, guys. What's up? How you doing, man? What up, Jeff? Uh, I was at those Kennedy Center honors the night that that Zeppelin thing was played. There, there were very few dry eyes in that house. Yes, that was. You're, you're right because that was an incredibly emotional. I mean, that song in in and of itself is an incredibly emotional song. And you know what, Jeff? I got to tell you, I got to tell you, I got something for Nancy Wilson too, man. I don't know what it is, but I love listening to her and her sister sing. It is spectacular. Oh. Spectacular. Yeah, she's a great guitar. She's a great guitar. And when they were younger and, and Anne was just a little bit more svelte, um, <laughs> uh, they were both they were both in the ballpark. And uh, so, you know, they're, they're a great band, always have been, always will be. But that was a very special night. So yep. I think you guys, you guys hit on all the points I was going to make. I mean, you're paying the guy $240 million. You have DK Metcalf. You have the tight end running down the seam, wide open all night long. You know it's it, it's hard. You know it, it's hard to imagine not going for it there. But he's hardly the only coach in the league who's ever made this type of mistake. That's for sure. Well, here's here's the thing. I was having this uh, discussion with Linnell Willingham before because he's coming up after us from noon to three. So uh, on Burgundy and Gold today. And it was like, you know, like all these coaches mismanage the clock and whatever. We in the media and fans think it's so easy to manage the clock and think it's just so – I mean, Kevin Sheehan drives me crazy. with. I love Kevin Sheehan, but he drives me crazy with this. He, like, gets after all these coaches, everybody that's coached here, about this and about that and about this and about that. It's easy to do that in hindsight. Say, here's what I would have done, blah, 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 blah. Here's what – in the moment, it is not easy, number one. Number two, there are so many different scenarios and so many different yeah buts or maybe it. And if it was so easy 
every team would be able to get it, including Andy Reid, including Bill Belichick, and they butcher clocks, number one. And number two, if it was if it was applicable and if it was easy to fix, wouldn't every team have a time management coach, a, a game time management specific coach that could make these – the, the reason why they don't is because it's impossible to get all of these scenarios mapped out on all the different variables. And people think it's so easy, and it's probably the hardest thing in the NFL, and maybe in college football too. It, it, I think hey, it is. That That's an interesting point because both Zach Taylor and Tomlin screwed up multiple yes. situations on Sunday. And, and Zach did not challenge that pass to Jamar that was clearly a touchdown because he said it was on the other side of the field and it's hard for us to see. And the Bengals have a dedicated guy on their analytics team who sits up in the booth and has a direct line to Zach's headset to say, call a timeout here, challenge this or challenge that, you know, and it just, you're right. In the, in the heat of the moment, some of these guys panic. They just make, you know, it, it's so easy for us to look back on it and second guess them. But yeah, that, that Denver guy, I, I appreciate the previous caller saying that, He's got a history of doing this, too. Mm-hmm. So it won't be the last time this year that happens to a head coach. You can count on that. Appreciate the, you. The worst thing, to me oh. was take, worst thing to me was taking those two timeouts yeah. after the kneel downs. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, but Pete, but, but Pete was just uh, – oh, you mean Hack, Hackett took them, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, because well, he's pissed off a, at that point because yeah, he realizes – yeah. What's your job? Well, you know? I mean – yeah. He's praying for a drop snap or something at that point. That, that's all yeah. he's doing in that situation. Jeff, appreciate it. And Pete's um, like, ah, oh, I just won the game three times over again. Right. Um, but- I, I, some teams do have that guy. I mean, I don't. I don't mean to say that no teams have it, but I'm saying a specific coach, right? Who's not an analytics or numbers guy per se? A a football coach who can marry analytics and whatever. The, the I don't know if they ha- if the every team has that. Is, the bigger thing to me is. For guys like Andy Reid, who've coached 24 years mm-hmm. as a head coach, they've been making these decisions for 24 years. Right. How many times, how many times, you know, from the examples of you botching it, do you do you learn from it? Okay, and go, all right, well, you know, to me, the bigger thing for me is I, I call timeout at 50 seconds and I settle the game down. I just throttle it down. I settle it down. I get everybody's heart rate down for a minute. We sit there and we talk about it. I get my staff together. I get Russell Wilson's input over there. You know, this is a real simple thing to me. Russell Wilson's done this a gazillion times. Russ, we need five yards. What 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 concepts do you like in this situation? Let's go with one of those and let's get this first down. We have plenty of cushion on the clock, and then we'll 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 maneuver from there. Okay, but but that that again is still not counting the fact that we've struggled all night at the line of scrimmage. Uh, understandable, Chris, but... Uh, as I mean, you could ask realize, Russ to what cook, people, but... What people don't realize is eventually time runs out in the game. Yeah, I okay? No, I you get got, that. You got to do something. You got to make a play. I get that. I get okay? that. You got to make a play. Uh, ben Conti, um, who is always great to us and we love, says Leon, uh, previous caller to Jeff, makes a good point, but a wise man, basically, once told me, assistant coaches make suggestions, head coaches make decisions. Thank and you. he points out... Well, and 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 again, that was that was basically what I said about the Lafleur Green Bay decision too. That was Lafleur's decision, even if Hackett is standing and screaming, "No, no, no, go for it!" I mean, ultimately, Lafleur's the head coach; He's got to make that decision. He says, secondly, Hackett's dad was not position. some great innovative offensive mind. He was good, but there isn't a Paul Hackett tree up there, which which is a good line. 
I mean, it's, it's not like it's not like everybody's going, "Hey, Paul Hackett and Mike Shanahan are on, and and Bill Walsh are on the same uh, on, on the same dynasty tree line." No doubt. 301-230-0980 streaming live for free on the Odyssey app. The bigger question last night too was, what did Russell Wilson do to Seattle to get booed as lustily as he did last night? That was interesting. Lustily. And and what former Washington Commanders player when they walk back in would you would you boo or would you have booed? Had they left here and gone and played somewhere else, like if if Joe Theismann had gone somewhere and played, because to me that that's that's what that is. Joe won a Super Bowl. Russ won a Super Bowl. Took him there multiple times. Would have won too if his head coach wouldn't have gone. You know, brain dead there uh, on the goal line. Just saying. Three zero one two three zero zero nine eighty touchdown to ten is next right here on the Team Nine Eighty in the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.